right, we are back and we have a special episode today and it truly is stronger together when we have to make these shifts because we have an amazing guest today who is from across the globe from where I am near Boston and we talk about stronger together and we talk about bringing people together at FETC and we want to make sure to accommodate all of our educators if they're here in the eastern time zone or if they're in central time zone or if they're all the way in Sweden and that is what we are doing today. We were originally scheduled for this evening but listen when you can get an amazing guest from all the way across the country, you make exceptions, you switch it to 12 hours earlier, and you welcome Dory in all the way from Sweden. So thanks for, for thanks for stopping in. Thank you so much for accommodating the, yeah, the time difference. Of course, of course. So for those individuals who have not yet met you, um, tell us who you are and what you do. Yes, thank you. So my name is Dora, uh, and I'm one of the founders of Imagine. Um, and we're building the most creative and lovable way of, of learning and teaching Python programming. And we are doing it in a way uh, that is, is making it easy and fun for teachers to teach and learners to learn. And also make sure that it's uh, inclusive of and, and really relevant for all children, regardless of their gender or, or uh, interests. So how did you get started in that? Yeah, so I have a background in uh, like STEM myself. Um, so I studied my bachelor's degree at NYU um, and I studied computer science and neuroscience and I ventured into technology um, and had this experience in my first job uh, where I was actually referred to as the girl on the seventh floor. I was the only okay. female developer in that, in that area. And so I first had experienced the lack of diversity in tech, and I was really, really passionate about education uh, my whole life. Like, kind of tutoring was the only job I, I ever had, you know, before entering college. Um, and so during my master's degree, I had a research project working together with kids and literally co-creating. Um, this is a very Scandinavian thing to do, bring in your end users and prototype with them and co-creating uh, an idea for a product that would make it fun and, and inclusive to learn programming with. So that's where Imagic started. Awesome. And so that's where it started. And, and what is, you know, the goal and what's the work you do and share, you know, you go on to, you know, your website and you see, see these great images and all the things that you do and talk about creative and you talk about building confidence and community. Tell us what you do. Yeah. So we launched Imagic in 2020 first as a DTC, um, kind of a product. So we have our Imagine Charm, which is this little gadget we have here. And some call it like a Tamagotchi that you can code. So the idea is that you can literally design any like coding project or creative art onto it. So now you see this like horse that's blinking and this yep. was coded um, and this is a Pac-Man. <laughs> and all of this was coded in Python in, in our app. Um, and so we started out with um, with our consumer app uh, that's available um, on your phone, <laughs> um, and on our our um, iPhone app we have eighty eight thousand users from ninety nine countries. So it's been uh, used widely to kind of like get started with the first steps um, in in learning to code in Python. But then earlier um, uh, in twenty twenty two, so just about six months ago we decided uh, to focus more on educators because we had so much interest in actually using our tools in the classroom. And sure. we also saw this as an opportunity to solve uh, this problem in a more scalable way. Uh, so now we also offer a platform for educators um, where they are provided with like full um, lesson plans and, and resources to teach Python. And they are able to have their own classrooms 
um, and see what projects their students are creating and sharing with each other. Um, and so this is quite new. We have about 400 educators currently using the tool. Uh, and so I'm really excited. Uh, well, I'm really, really happy about the educators who are using it right now and, you know, all the feedback coming in. And I'm hoping at, at FPTC I can connect with more educators who would benefit from our tool. Awesome. Well, you, you shared about FETC, and you're coming all the way over from from Sweden to to New Orleans. Is this, this your first time in New Orleans? It it is my first time in New Orleans. Like I've spent time in, in the U.S. mostly in New York, but also really uh, <laughs> across the country. But I haven't been to New Orleans. Awesome, awesome. And what do you what are you looking forward to? Yeah. So. Uh, so I started working on Imagi like during COVID. So I haven't really had the chance to, to do a lot of in-person events, to be honest, ever since launching. So I'm really excited to, to you know, uh, be able to meet people who have a relevant interest and, and um, kind of focus and, and similar to us and learn about all the other available tools out there. I'm really excited about some of the keynotes. So, for example, the founder of STEMETS, I believe she's coming over all the way from the UK. So STEMETS is an organization that teaches girls coding and we worked with them. They've used our tools before. I haven't seen, uh, you know, I have never met them in person either. So I think it's just a, such an exciting opportunity to, to you know, connect face-to-face uh, -face and learn awesome. from each other, really. <laughs> awesome. And so you're doing some work around, you know, coding and girls in STEM. And what have you seen as the the need to increase the, the the girls in STEM or computer science? Yes. So I think um, something that's important is also to, well, <laughs> we, we focus a lot on making our tools sort of gender inclusive, but not excluding of anyone. Uh, and the reason for that is, uh, well, very simply, we have a pipeline issue for tech today. So uh, mm -hmm. computer science is the only STEM subject where there is more open jobs than actual students studying the subject. So uh, that's like one part of the issue, right? Like we have a pipeline problem. And then um, we have sort of the gender component of it, which is um, becoming really prevalent around the ages of 13, 14. So until around the age of 12, girls and boys have a similar interest in coding, but by age 14, uh, while half of boys are interested, only 12% of girls. And this is a research done by Google and Gallup. And so it also shows that this really is contributing to the lack of, uh, you know, talent going into tech. Um, and then finally, I think uh, something I realized while working with educators and talking to a lot of teachers, um, actually across the globe, uh, was that because of this uh, recognition that tech is our future and, and it provides great job opportunities, a lot of schools and a lot of governments really are introducing mandatory coding education. But about two thirds of the teachers who are asked to teach coding often are not you know, educated in this or, or they don't necessarily feel confident themselves in, in how to teach programming. And um, uh, I really enjoy working with educators. I have a family of all educators. <laughs> and so I understand um, I understand its need and it's been it's been really exciting to to work with educators to understand how we could provide a tool uh, that would make it really uh, easy for them to to learn along with their students and I think those are some of the most uh, amazing feedback pieces that we've received from teachers um, that really they feel empowered um, thanks to um, the curriculum that we created. Awesome. So one of the things I had a question about, and maybe those who are checking out their webs your website for the first time are coming to see your session. What is pixel art? 
tell tell us a little more about learn to code with pixel art that's the first image you see when you go to your website it obviously is in the the device that you showed us what does that mean yeah. for those of us who aren't in that space <laughs> i think um well the word art is very important here right and how like stem actually has become steam recently Mm -hmm. uh, and realizing that combining art with uh, the other parts of STEM can be extremely powerful. So I would emphasize first the art component. So actually the way how we introduce coding is making it creative and, and allowing for self-expression. And so that also opens up learning to code to a group of children that would other, like kids who would otherwise might not be interested in it. Um, and then this whole pixel art aspect is that it's a bit like a blank canvas. So okay. that you can create what's relevant for you. So uh, one teacher we just recently spoke with um, told us that uh, there was a student who really disliked math and computer science, but then he realized he could program a pixel art basketball that was bouncing. And then suddenly it became exciting to learn to code, right? Like not because of learning to code, but because of creating this pixel art that was um, related to his interest. So uh, the way how we look at it is sort of like creating art with code opens up the opportunity for learning for personal interest. And then the pixel art component of it, and maybe I can just also quickly show, this is our, our app you can see. So it's oh, very yeah. like pixel art themed. And these are uh, like tutorials where you actually are introduced to, to coding concepts. So for example, on this level, um, <clears throat> you are learning about variables for the first time and you're creating uh, this pixel art bunny. And so the interesting thing about this pixel art is that, um, it opens up a lot of opportunities. So if I pull up our community feed, so these are all projects created by our users. You see there's like Pokemon related projects. Oh yeah. There's Minecraft, there's Roblox, there's everything you can imagine. Um, and so I think this canvas that we have, it, it provides a lot of opportunity for creativity, but it's also not intimidating. It's a bit like constrained, which really sparks creativity and makes it easy for beginners to get started because they don't feel overwhelmed by the possibilities. So we see that kind of this framework that we created is a really good place to to get started and get to like a certain level of confidence in coding. And where do you where do you get your learning? Like where do you go to keep up with the field and 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 to to embrace this new level of learning? That's an excellent question. I think uh yeah, my philosophy is definitely, you know, being a lifelong learner. And we at Imagi take it quite seriously. We have some personal learning goals. So I personally uh, love to read. <laughs> I, I share on my own social, like at the end of every year, kind of my synthesis of my favorite uh, reads, um, be that an audiobook or, or a physical book. Uh, love listening to podcasts. Uh, I run a lot, I bike a lot. So when I'm you know, <laughs> on the go, uh, I always try to make sure to, to listen to and, and learn. But I think one of my most recent learnings has been that, yeah, it's not enough to just listen and read, but you also have to take time to reflect. And that's something I'm, I'm trying to, to be better at. And I think um, my kind of like takeaway there, I noticed that I learned the best when I also teach. Uh, yes. so something that I, I try to do is, for example, like that's why I try to for example, share a synthesis of, of my favorite books, right? Because when I have to uh, like summarize takeaways and, and try to explain it to others, um, that's a bit like teaching. Um, so yeah, I would say teaching is one of the best ways of learning. Wonderful. So you can see um, all Dora's uh, Twitter handle right there. You can see Maggie's Twitter handle. The website's down below. Make sure to check that out. And for all of you heading down to 
New Orleans. Here is the information about her session, Engaging Girls in Coding and STEM Education. It is Monday at 2.30. Make sure to check that out. Stop in. And for those who are going to come to your session, they look through all the great things that are happening. And they're like, that's the one that I want to go to. What are some of the takeaways they can expect from your session? Um, I think uh, it would be a bit of like expanding on what we talked about today. Uh, but mm -hmm. something uh, I love to like sort of establish more is is also like why we need this sort of like diversity intact. So I, I, I will teach a bit or, or show a few examples of what's happening in tech when there is no diversity um, and what are the current problems there. Uh, so I think those will be like interesting and thought provoking. Um, and then a bit more around sort of like the design process and, and this very popular technique that I mentioned we have in Scandinavia around user-centered design and, and sort of co-creation and how we constantly work together with our end users to make sure that they are included and, and also are given an end product that is truly beneficial for them. Wonderful. So last question for you. When we, one of the questions I ask all of our guests that come on, because it is, it, it does interest me because I want to learn, I want to grow and want to be better is what does stronger together mean to you? Um, so I think, Oh, maybe I will get this quote uh, wrong now, right? But uh, about or this, this phrase about going fast if you want to go along alone, but if you want to, you know, get far, you have to go together. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think essentially, um, I think about this a lot. With, for example, my my co-founder um, and how like having an actually, uh, you know, uh, kind of a partnership with my co-founder and with our team. Uh, where sometimes, you know, it's harder to get to decisions because you have to consider multiple uh, views, but you actually get to better results and better decisions because you got multiple views. So I think essentially like seeing each other's blind spots and supporting each other um, in, in our decision making is, is one part of Stronger Together. And the other is just simply no one has, you know, sort of like <laughs> perfect uh, every day. So it's kind of uplifting each other when we're having a tougher period and sort of making sure that um, we carry through that. So I guess like the non-scientific explanation is that one plus one is, is more than two. So oh, I, like uh, that. I really believe that, you know, uh, if there's a, like a, a, a good um, like collaboration, then you can get a lot more done than just like individually. Wonderful. Well, that, that sounds great. I'm so glad we're able to, to make this work, to learn about your work, both in individually and both with, in, with Imagi. As I said, make sure if you are in New Orleans to, on Monday to check out um, Dora's session at 2.30 in room 206. I'll definitely swing in because I will be there Monday doing some podcasting in the morning and then doing digital citizenship academy in the afternoon. But I'll make sure to stop in so that we get a chance to meet um, in person as well. So awesome. thank looking forward to that. <laughs> looking forward to it. Thank you so much for um, coming on. And I'm glad we were able to make the, the time work and adjust to hear about your story and get everybody excited for your session in, on Monday, January 23rd. So I hope you have a well night for you now, right? Isn't it like soon enough? <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? It's actually 2.36 right now. But it's Sweden, so it's going to get dark in like 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, let you go. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. And I look forward to seeing you in New Orleans. And, and for all those watching and listening, we are stronger together when we put we over me and keep building those collaborative communities. Dora, thanks for stopping on. Thank you. <laughs> thanks.